What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, NFL preview with NFL betting expert Ryan Elliott. That's right, folks. We got him in studio this week. Had a couple questions to ask him. Let's get into it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to Wise Money Sports. Online, wisemoneysports.com. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. If you want access to a daily professional portfolio, what this is is a group of pros getting together to give you, the client, the best daily picks and everything available. Online, wisemoneysports.com. On Twitter, at wisemoneysports. All right, to my right, Ryan Elliott, NFL betting expert. Ryan, how we doing? Doing great, Tyler. Back in studio after a week out. I hated last week reading your stupid ass notes, <laughs> trying to get those. I get a, I get a phone call from you. <laughs> Halfway Getting through. Getting me on the show, I yeah. couldn't stop myself. And whatever happened to that uh, Kansas City-Baltimore bet? I, You know what? This is actually a good good lesson here. I, was, I felt I was on the wrong side of that game. Uh, the the entire time Kansas City was dominating the who game. Who were you on? Remind everybody who I was, you were on. I was on uh, Baltimore plus plus six, uh, plus six at there. At and Kansas I called City. you and I yelled at you. Yes, didn't you did. I? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened in the game? Uh, Kansas City did exactly what you said they would do. Uh, they were very effective with their possessions. Uh, they made the most of them. Pat Mahomes looked fantastic. I I threw out the, some stat in my notes last week about his 377 passing yards on 56 attempts. Well, he had 37 attempts. 377 passing yards. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on the wrong side, and luckily I got a lucky cover. Baltimore uh, and, and Lamar Jackson were throwing up these these just prayers, and, and they were converting on them. They scored 15 points in the fourth quarter and, and ended up backdoor covering. All right, so that, that that's the good thing about this is what I found last week in your handicap, and it was just the notes you sent me. I wanted to talk to you about that, and that's the great thing about this preview and actually the college football preview for those who haven't heard every Wednesday I come out with a college football preview with college football expert Will Chambers. Will actually hosts uh, College Football Weekly every Tuesday on your favorite podcast player. But the reason I do this is because I don't originate in football. I mean, I'm a good handicapper. I'm a good better but I want to hear where these guys start, and I think what we do is come together, complete a handicap here on the air. I learn about it. I sometimes bet some of these games, and I think really that what happens is it's best for you, the audience. And so last week, all that happened is I ended up kind of yelling at air because I disagreed with some of these things. So that's what's good about this is we can go into your handicaps, and I think if there's one thing we can take away from last week's game, it's style of play. And I know you excel in a lot of different areas, but what we have to start paying attention to more than you do now is what does the style lend that the data doesn't show, right? I mean, if we just look at any up-tempo team against any down-tempo team immediately, the light should go off. All right, what's the possessions going to mean in this game, right? right? If you get a running team against a defensive team, immediately, what do possessions mean in this game? So it's just a good lesson. You covered. Let, covered. Let's be happy yeah. about that. You got your money. <laughs> But it's a good lesson moving Yeah, we're forward. able to reevaluate after that for sure. All right, so let's dive in. I, uh, I'm i going to let you kind of give your uh, your picks here, and we'll just sort of go game by game. What do you want to start with? Yeah, let's start with Tampa Bay at Los Angeles Rams. Okay. The current line right now, minus 9.5, minus 9 in, in some spots. Uh, Rams favored at home. Uh, total on this, over under, 49. I, I, I have a heavy lean here to the under, actually. 
Uh, the Rams' offense starting slow this year. I think we were all able to kind of see that. Currently, they're ranked 16th in offensive DVOA per Football Outsiders, and, and that's a metric used to measure how efficient a team is relative to their schedule. Uh, to give more perspective, in 2017, they finished sixth in that stat. Last year, finished second in that stat. So there is a drop-off we're seeing in these first few games. And why are we seeing the drop-off? It's because they're not utilizing Todd Gurley like they have. And I think this is due to possible health concerns. Uh, RJ Bell, uh, pregame.com, he tweeted a, a great stat. 2018 regular season, Todd Gurley had 41 receiving yards a game. In 2018 postseason, he had five receiving yards total throughout the whole entire postseason and thus far this season eight yards total so there's a major drop off and I think that's a, a health concern with Todd Gurley and that's why we're seeing a big drop off in offensive uh, production from the Rams uh, defensively though they've looked uh, very strong one of the better defensive teams in the league I, I watched that Cleveland Sunday night game and they were just blanketing the wide receivers it was it was very impressive to see they're there and the Rams ranked fourth in uh, defensive DVOA right now uh, we look to the team that they're playing Tampa Bay they're ranked 26th in offensive DVOA and they have a good defense ranked seventh in defensive DVOA I, I think that they're a very uh, strong defensive team I think they had a great hire in Todd Bowles coming in as defensive coordinator and he's really working with uh, not a lot of talent on that on that Tampa Bay defense but making the most of it I think last week against the New York Giants was a bit of an outlier there's not a lot of film on quarterback Daniel Jones and we saw him kind of fall apart and give Daniel Jones uh, a little room to run in that second half and hence the comeback for the Giants so I think this line really is based off of last year's Rams offense and and last week's game between Tampa Bay and, and the Giants I think these are two strong defensive teams not a lot of offensive uh production I, I lean with the under here lean with the under so you don't see i, I thought you were going to say you're leaning with the bucks after all that <laughs> so you're going under, I, I do lean with the bucks too yeah what's the over under 49 49 yep and you don't see the rams scoring any points I, I i think they'll score points uh i think it'll be tough for tampa bay to score points and i think it will be tougher for the rams to score points they might get I would say in the range of 24 to 28 points. So the Rams this season against the bad Panthers scored 30 on the road, scored 27 against the very good Saints at home, 20 against the Browns. What was that Monday Night Football? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, will I will say, too, they have been more of a second-half team as well. So if, uh, first half they are averaging about seven points a game, which is in the bottom third of the league. Uh, whereas second half is where they're getting most of their points, um, averaging about 18 points in the second half. What about the Bucks? Did you hear about their center, Ryan Jensen? Maybe out. Okay, so okay. that's Helps something with uh, that's something to factor yeah, in. Yeah, Aaron Donald now has a clear shot, and if there's one thing we know this year, it's that Jameis Winston has not been protected very well. You take the center. A lot of people say the left guard, or excuse me, the left tackle is the most important piece on the offense. I often think it's the center, and you hear coaches talk about the center all the time, so you have to listen to coaches here. Um, Their center's out. That's going to be a big impact, something that not a lot of people are talking about. I do think the Rams' defense gets to uh, the Buccaneers here. I just... 
I actually like that play. I can't think of any reason to disagree with the under. I I, I lean Rams. I yeah, and I don't. I don't. I don't lean Bucks though. I lean Rams. I think they could pull Rams. away. Yeah, I, I I think the Bucks. I think Tampa Bay team total under here. Maybe the way to go as well. Yeah, and and for that too, I think. Uh, I don't think there's too much look ahead in the NFL, but if there was a spot here for the Rams to look ahead, it's this game where they're looking to division rival Seattle on a Thursday night. So they're going to be playing that game late in the West Coast, knowing that they have to travel in a short turnaround time against a division rival. I think there could be potential but, letdown maybe in the second half, fourth quarter. Uh, kind of a look ahead, uh, if you a will? A look ahead, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe for travel, again, like you said, I don't know how much that happens in the NFL, but... Um, right, but I think if there was a spot, it would be right here, having to play a Thursday night game. Under in Tampa Bay and L.A. I mean, look, I, I think L.A. is going to be an under team this year. I think their defense is very good. I I think their offense will take a step back. You mentioned Todd Gurley. Yeah. Um, I think that, look, I don't know if it's necessarily... You mentioned that you think he is still hurt, and that's the reason why they're not using him. I think that he they're just saving him, right? It could be either or. It yeah. could it doesn't necessarily have to be he's so banged up he can't play. I think what happened is young overzealous head coach who uses running back too much last year says, "Look, we're going to hold him back if anything the first month of the season or not going to play him and kind of try and keep him on the shelf a little bit longer." Yeah, good point. All right. Um the Buccaneers. You know how much Corn costs down in Tampa Bay, Ryan. <laughs> I'm not even no, gonna go there. No idea. Yeah, no. Urgh, it's a Buccaneer, mate. All right. What? Do, what's the next game? All right. Uh, next game. New England laying seven points at Buffalo. Um, I I actually like this game. I like New England laying the points. Now, I don't typically buy New England because usually they're overpriced in the market. But I think with the Buffalo Bills starting three and zero. And looking somewhat impressive with their defense, uh, this this game there is value to be to be had here, and some edges that aren't factored into the market. And I think the biggest mismatch is going to be in the trenches. The Buffalo defensive line currently ranks 23rd in adjusted sack rate. They're not getting pressure on quarterbacks, and you're going up against the New England O line, who is top 10 in protecting uh, their quarterback. So Tom Brady's going to have time in the pocket. And when Tom Brady has time in the pocket this season, he he ranks third in passer rating when he's not uh, getting pressured. And the thing about this offense, this New England offense, is they have receivers that can get open and make the catches. Even with uh, Julian Edelman likely to miss this game, I love Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett, and they get James White back, uh, who was absent last week against the Jets. I think that we flip to the other side of the field, New England, D-line, number one against the run, and number two in adjusted sack rate. The thing that I, I talked about with um, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, we've talked about his, his accuracy. It just hasn't been there. But to start the season, he's looked somewhat decent, uh, around 66% completion rate. I think that really gets tested against this New England defense where that secondary – Will blanket these receivers and they will get pressure on him. Uh, it's gonna. I don't. I don't. I just don't see how Buffalo is gonna get their points. And one of the trends that I'm 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 on in this game, New England is 13 four and one against the spread in Buffalo, 76 percent. To give you to compare that to when they're at home against Buffalo, they're nine nine and one against the spread. Okay, 
Okay, Ryan. All right. The Buffalo Bills this year won by one point at the Jets. They beat the New York Giants by two touchdowns, and they beat the Bengals at home by four points. Come, come from behind win. Okay. The Bills have an underrated defense. The Bills are 3-0. The Bills have more reason than any other team right now. Name one. I want you to do this. Name one other fan base right now in the, foot, in the National Football League that has more optimism than the Buffalo Bills fan base. I'll give you. I'll give you a minute. Yeah, I, you, I'll give you a second. <laughs> you could just you and could say and, the New and, and we're Patriots. not. No, this isn't about how good the team is doing now. This is about the fan base and their perception about where they. How many Patriots fans say oh, we're going to be three and zero? Give Tommy his three. You know, give him three games. Who cares who's starting? We're going to be three and zero. That's what they're saying in in New England. How many I, Buffalo's Bills fans thought that they'd be tied with New England, hosting sure. them week four? This is going to be the you don't think that you don't think that doesn't mean anything to Bill Belichick? He, it means zero. Look, no, oh, absolutely not. Look, they just played Miami and the Jets. This is their third division game in a row. They want to they want to sweep this division this division run and and why do you they say get that? Their margin in Buffalo. I don't think that they care at all about this being a division game. Bill Belichick came out this week and he's. Talking about the Buffalo Bills fans, you hear that fan base, oh, they go to the game with no agendas. They get loud and loud and loud. It could be said. He's trying to prop them up. He's trying to, I don't believe that at all. When's the last time Bill Belichick in his whole tenure has tried to beef another team up? Bill Belichick says, "Um, we're on to the Denver Broncos. When they played in the AFC Championship, he didn't say... You know, Peyton Manning's been a great quarterback. Look at his stats. I mean, look at the last couple of years. He set the passing record. He didn't give him the time of day. Why? Because he knew it was true. He knew it was a legitimate thing. He didn't give anything to Peyton Manning. What he's saying is these Buffalo Bills fans, they're great, they're great. What he's saying in the locker room is, guys, it's another game. We're going to go approach this like any other game. He's not putting any more to the Buffalo Bills. This is the Buffalo Bills' biggest game for the fan base, for this team. I think this is a trap game also. The average fan looks at this game and says, Seven points, seven and a half points. I can buy a half point and get New England to a touchdown. How do I not take the Patriots here? Everything in this line says the squares are going to be. I agree with you. I England, agree with you're you. You're right there. I, with them. I am. I am. I agree with you. I think that is this is a one of the most public teams in the NFL, obviously, and it is a square pick. But I I just see this New England team is is getting their margin. They should have covered against the Jets. Safety, Ned Ebner, out. Michael uh, Michael uh, Bennett, uh, shoulder, limited in practice. Rex Burkhead, limited in practice. Tackle, Marshall Newhouse, out. Center, out. Injuries. They were out, they were out in, in New York, too. Oh, the New York Jets are not the Buffalo Bills, and I don't want to hear about that comeback and all that stuff. No, Divisional they, game early <laughs> in the year. They, they muffed a punt. Jets scored a touchdown. They bring in backup quarterback, Jared Stidham. He throws a pick six, goes 60 yards, uh, I, and they, they don't cover the game. They had their margin. They got up big on the Jets. They dominated that game. And it's, and what's scary, what is scary, that this could be one of the best defenses Bill Belichick's ever had. We always talk about large sample size, okay? Big sample size. doesn't matter if someone's 10 and 20 against spread 10 and 30. Give me some data here, okay? New England, off of a win against the division rival, okay? Off a win, facing a division rival since 1992. 46-72 against the spread. Okay? Yeah. What does that mean? When New England 
has these back-to-back-to-back AFC East games. When they're stacked up against one another, they don't give the same... It's, it's like in investing. There's something called diminishing returns. What that means is you can expect an exponential drop-off every mark of the data. So every time you're marking data, you expect that graph to be either going down pretty steadily or it's going to be an exponential drop-off, diminishing returns. What we get with New England is, to me what this says, if they played six AFC East games in a row, they would actually fall off worse and worse every game at an exponential level. They get worse as they play AFC East opponents. Now, here's the thing. This is against the spread, Ryan. Yeah. This is all public perception. What does this tell me? New England beats up on one AFC East team, then follows that up with another AFC East team and falls short of expectation because of how bad the East is and the revenge factor for many AFC East teams i.e. this situation. Now, what's the difference in this situation, Ryan? We get a good Buffalo team with a better defense, maybe the best defense in the AFC East, right there competing with New England. At home, more motivation than New England. The entire fan base is going to be up, and this team is looking at this as their Super Bowl. How often do you get an NFL team where professionals in the National Football League have a real motivational edge? I often call bullshit when we say, oh, this team's motivated in the NFL because they lost last week. It's like, what? No, that's not. No, no, no. Maybe occasionally there's a motivational edge, but these guys are all pros. Whether you won last week by a touchdown or lost last week by a touchdown, that's more applicable in college where emotion seeps in. They're 19 years old. It's much more likely to affect these guys. These are pros, right? This doesn't affect them. But what we see in this stat is that when they play back-to-back East opponents, it does affect them. And again, the reason why I think that is, everyone sees them beat up on one East opponent and they say, I'm playing New England that week. The only difference is Buffalo's a really good team this year. I agree. I think Buffalo is one of the top five defensive teams in the league. You're sticking with your bet, I'm sticking with my bet. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? All right. So we've got a bet here. I'm taking Buffalo plus the seven and a half points. Give me the Bills, plus 7.5 at home. Ryan is taking New England, minus 7.5 on the road. There you go. There you go. All right. What do we got next? So I got uh, Wait, what's we the, were what are the stakes that. here? What are the stakes here? Um, and if I'm not – you already owe me a, a lunch dinner, no, we don't gotta, you? We have to go back and look at that. Oh, we talked about this last Ryan. show. <laughs> All right. We talked about this. You know what I thought after that? I remember thinking uh, one Sunday night <laughs> – Man, you are one pathetic loser. We'll go back. We'll check the tapes. I'm not. We'll check the tapes. Yeah, we'll check the tapes. But what are we putting on this? Let's let's do a nice uh, twenty. Nice twenty. Twenty. Yep. All right. That's that, that's good. good. That's fair. All right. What do we got next? Uh, what what do you you had some games right that you were thinking? Well, of? I, I have some marquee games that I that I think would be interesting to talk about let's, with the. Let's audience. go over those. I have a best bet. I'm saving. All righty. Dallas Saints. Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints. Dallas minus three on the road, implying they are now three points better than the New Orleans Saints. A lot of people getting behind the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, they have a starting quarterback backing up. Really not that much of a drop-off at all. And the Dallas Cowboys getting a lot of love lately. Ryan, I know you know a lot about Dallas. Where do you lean on this game? I lean to the Saints in this game. I I think this line is, is about right. Um you know, I had uh, Teddy Bridgewater about four and a half points, uh, you know, worse than Drew Brees. And, and that proved true in, in the line against Seattle. And I was I was thoroughly 
impressed with how the Saints came out. This was a their second game of a back-to-back road trip. They came out and, and really just dominated Seattle and had some uh, good quarterback play, solid, smart, efficient play from Teddy Bridgewater. And what's nice about the Saints is uh, not only do they have Bridgewater, but you throw in Taysom Hill in there, and and he is he's an X factor. He can run the ball, and and he can pass the ball. It's it's that guy is going to be the difference maker, and that's why I lean with the Saints. Uh, the Cowboys have been have been impressing this year, but everyone's claiming that they've had a bad schedule. I I lean Cowboys this game. Do you? I do. I mean, here's the thing: is the Saints without Drew Brees? It's like you take away. The whole identity of the team. It's so weird. Like, I'm trying to come up with an analogy right now, but it's almost like Steve Jobs leaving Apple or something like that to where one person leaves and the entire identity evaporates. He means so much. And look, I'm not betting this game because I don't like taking road favorites. New Orleans has been a great home team the last couple of years. That's why it's a pass for me. But I just look at New Orleans right now and they're going to be a shell of themselves. A lot of people talk about Teddy Bridgewater, how he can be a good backup, but then you look at advanced statistics, and he's a bottom five quarterback in third down passing and passes 15 or more yards down the field. Uh, Greg Cosell, pro football focus, came out and had him the 30th best passer last week. So I think that if you look at statistics, excuse me, in the last year, so if you look at statistics, he's not good. We all remember what Teddy Bridgewater was, and that's going to drive a lot of money. Uh, so I lean with the Cowboys here, and I think this is an opportunity for this offense to kind of blossom. I think that they make a statement on the road. By the way, twelve and four, their last uh, uh, sixteen against uh, on on turf. Um, okay, okay, I should say um, against the spread. I think that the Cowboys find a way to win this game on the road, and I think that you know four to seven would be a decent range for, for them to win by. I'm not I'm passing it because New Orleans at home, mm-hmm. but I still think that the main. Handicap in this game is Drew Brees leaving. They can't make that up quick enough, and I think the Saints are going to struggle a little bit the next couple weeks. I'm I'm with you there. I think uh, they they could struggle, and it really comes down to you know if the Cowboys contain Kamara and Teddy Bridgewater slash Taysom Hill, they they're going to win that. But game. here's the thing: is everyone's saying the Cowboys look at their schedule? They've beaten the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins, who are combined one and eight. Right, but this is the NFL. They only can beat who they've beaten so far. That's why I think they kind of take advantage of this spot. The Saints are terrible in pass defense too, and and that's where the Cowboys are really having a lot of success this season. And you know you got to credit that to Kellen Moore with his uh, first year play calling. All right, Cincinnati. Excuse me, Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore seven point favorites at home. Uh, Ed Reed came out a couple days ago and was really fanning the fire with this game, saying that they're so. And by the way, I mean. I know that we throw a lot of ideas and theories out on this show, and a lot of people roll their eyes, but what I said earlier in this season is it's not just us saying this. It's the players and the coaches and everyone in the National Football League. They're fucking sick of hearing how good the Browns are, the 7-6 and six team last year. I mean, thank you. We were on this from week one. Lo and behold, Ed Reed comes out this week and says, guess what? We're sick of all the chatter surrounding the Cleveland Browns. We have a statement to make this week. 
Now, unfortunately, Ryan, <laughs> he's not on the field. Well, well, he's not on the field, but I think the market's caught up to this. Yeah. The time to bet Cleveland was the first month of the season when we were talking about every other team. Folks, you don't think every other team who played the Browns is talking about this in their locker room? Of course they are. Ed Reed just goes out and says to the public because it's Ed Reed. My point to start the season was you fade the Browns, not because of X's and O's, but for a sociological reason. Everybody in the league right now wants to beat that 7 and 16 from last year. What were they? It's a 7 and 9. 7 and 9. I'm, yeah. I'm stuck on like a football, a college ball bowl team over yeah. here. That's what I'm stuck on. 7 and 9 last year. And they have a target on their back. That's so ridiculous. So that backs that up this game. I'm, I mean,. I'm, I'm the last guy who's about to put money on the Browns. Everyone out there loves the Browns. I lean Browns. I, but I'm not gonna, I lean Browns, too. <laughs> but I'm not going to put money when on When I looked this. at it, I was like, oh, man, Browns, I, I know, this right? is almost too many points. But, you know, look, first of all, Ed Reed, one of my one of my favorite <laughs> players in the history of the game. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Ed Reed. Dude, speaking of Ed Reed. I'm the baddest man on the planet. He is. He is. He's awesome. But, um, yeah, I, I, I initially leaned Browns. Look, you could have actually... Before that Mon- uh, Sunday night game, Baltimore was minus four, and, and its line jumped three points. Uh, I think you know just a lot of buying on-, on the Ravens, fading the hype, and and it's a it's too much to lay with the Ravens here in a division game, nonetheless. Um, so it's it's a pass for me. But okay. like I said, initially I leaned Browns, but no play here. Um, just combing through a few more here that may be interesting. Kansas City, Detroit. You have anything there? <sighs> I mean, Kansas City minus seven on the road yeah. at Detroit. Yeah, it's uh, I'm seeing it, it's coming down too. Uh, Detroit. I'm not I'm not betting against Mahomes. I mean, I can't I can't bet against Mahomes. I got lucky last weekend, and the guy is unreal. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those. When I type in stats, um, I get a range of an outcome, and I usually like take the average of it. But usually, it's within. To give you an example, right before this show. I was doing, for those who listen to this show all the time, they know I specialize in soccer. I was looking ahead to the Champions League, uh, Bayern Munich plays Liverpool, and I was spitting out, it was very, I mean, this happens all the time. The, the final product, the final score I was spitting out was Bayern to win 42% to 45%, okay? That's a very narrow window. That's what you're looking for. Now, sometimes you take the average, 43 and a half. Sometimes you take the floor, 40. But, but, but it's always in that window. What you find with Kansas City is when you put their data in and see what these algorithms spit out, there's a huge variance of what you could see with Kansas City. And I don't love betting teams where the projected outcome is so varied and so wide. So for that very reason, I'm just more apt to stay off Kansas City. Then bet on them anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Bet on them or bet against them. Um, look, you know what's it was super odd. Last season, this team exploded in the first quarter. Last two games, zero first quarter points. Second quarter, twenty plus points. Wow. They just I don't know what it is. So yeah, you're right. Very high variance team. Um, there was a cool, you know, I don't usually catch the. Uh, Morning pregame shows on Sunday, but I saw the one, the ESPN one, and they did a whole deal about Patrick Mahomes and his no look pass. Oh Jesus! And it, it it stemmed back from his Texas Tech days, where he and fellow quarterback uh, had like competitions during practices and stuff, and then one day he just threw it in a game, 
And it was, and that's. That I know I'm gonna sound really. like the old man. Get off my lawn! <laughs> I just hate that stuff. Like, why? Well, everyone says, "Well, because he can." It's I don't fucking care. It works. It works. I'm Ugh. telling you. I did it in lacrosse. It works. Because you man. draw everyone off. You draw everyone. They're eyes. looking the, the looking this way, and you just go that way. It's wide open. It works. All right. Anyway, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> God, man. Um, do we want to go quickly Monday Night Football? I was, yeah, Cincy I was actually Pittsburgh. going right there. Oh, yeah, you ready uh, for some football? <laughs> a Monday Night Party. By the way, are you on? You're on Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this Dolphins fan like blowing up yeah. this dude? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Taking what selfies. It? What is this guy yeah, doing? I don't know what he's doing. Did you see Dolphins his video? fan yeah, here. His video last week. He's like, seems like, are you ready for some football? <laughs> I didn't did see, see the video. It? I did. Dude, not he's see like getting famous on this thing. We may need. To, I think should, that's his point. You know what we should do? Goal. We should have him on for an interview. <laughs> we should have Dolphins fan on. That's like Felipe. Exactly. We're already talking about this guy. My God. Wow, that's funny. I know. Money not. Football, Cincinnati plus three and a half. Pittsburgh, the home team, minus three and a half. God damn, Ryan, why didn't I find this earlier? My 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 initial reaction without doing any homework is how the hell do we not bet Pittsburgh? Yep, I was just, buy yep. Pittsburgh down to three points. Both teams. Why did this oh, not end up on your favorite bets? Three. It, this one, I just don't know about Mason Rudolph. I mean, he looked he looked much better in the second half of that San Francisco game. I'm just I just don't know about him. But it, you know what also is is scaring me a bit is Pittsburgh defense has not looked like well, the Pittsburgh whatever. defense. That'll be fine. I don't know if it will. I don't know, but especially it's mostly their pass defense, which is concerning when you have a guy like Andy Dalton who's been going nearly 300 plus yards per game this season so i i definitely lean heavily with pittsburgh there is um you don't trust mason rudolph i don't last week what what why why do, what do you, what don't you trust about him i i just don't know i don't think he has a full grasp on this this offense yet so maybe maybe that was because Oh, you know, Ryan. it was on the road. Oh, Ryan, you fall you fall <laughs> into too many traps that you hear. You you listen to too many people and you fall into these traps. Look, we were on we were on Pittsburgh last weekend. That cashed. San Francisco San Francisco turned the ball over five times in that game. Five you, times. Last week, Mason Rudolph when I first got my puppy, okay? And I started taking her on walks, training her to be leashless. There's a process. You start slow. You start with the leash on, right? Okay. Then when they get used to the block, you take the leash off. And you let them explore. Unfortunately, the NFL's only 16 games. The walk with the leash came last week where they only lost by four points on the road at San Francisco. This week, must-win game. By the way, they're not done. They just traded a fifth-round pick for a tight end. They're still making trades. I think Mason Rudolph throws for over 200 yards this week. He threw for 112 the first week, 174 last week. Would you take me in an over-under bet 200 yards? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Come on, no. Ryan. There's too much. 215. There's too much big play. Ryan. Too much. A little side action? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't muddy this with side action. I want some side action Too much here. big play potential with those receivers. Exactly what I'm yeah. talking about I know, here. I know. And that's what and happens. what is big that's play potential equal? In the NFL, you look at plays downfield, that equals points. This is going to be the game. No, I like this. I'm going to make this a game I like. And I don't care if it's three and a half. I'm taking that I, hook. To be honest, when this line came out, 
I I saw three and a half in the opening. I'm this taking was, it. This was Sunday night. I I wanted to I wanted to play it, and then it moved to four. It's Sunday night football. No, 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 no. It's Monday night. It's Monday night football. It's Monday night? It's Monday That's even night. better. I know. Right? Prime time. Pittsburgh Steelers at oh, home. three. No, 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 no. This oh, is the bet. three. This is the bet. Okay? This, sometimes I, you get a spot where it's so good, it makes so much sense. Cancel. So hot right now. This is where Pittsburgh turns it on. Yeah. Gets hot. Starts winning games. I'm going to make this one of my bets. And, and I would say this. Right now, if you're on a website like, let me pull it up quickly. Uh, Bovada, one of the more common websites that a lot of our listeners uh, use. Bovada right now, selling, ooh, these guys know what they're doing. What do they have? They're selling the half point from two and a half to three for 25 cents. Holy shit, that's expensive. So typically, for those who who are new to buying points, if you're going to buy a point, or excuse me, let's start with a half point. If you're going to buy a half point, five and a half to six, two and a half, or uh, one and a half to two, nine and a half to ten, those will all cost 10 cents. So if you get a website that charges minus 110 for six, you know, let's say the line's minus six, minus 110, and you want to buy that to five and a half, most websites will charge 10 cents. If you want to buy onto a three or a seven, those are worth more. Why are they worth more? Those are called key numbers. The average NFL game lands on three or seven more than any other number. So if you're going to buy from two and a half to three or three and a half to three, they're going to charge you more money. Now, the consensus around sharps is that is usually worth about 15 to 17 and a half cents. So if you find any website, it's charging 15 cents, let's say, to move from two and a half to three, you should strongly consider taking that if the three is very, very valuable, okay? If they're charging 10 cents, that's an automatic buy. If they're charging 20 cents, it's a pass. Now, this is, again, a minute detail that goes into betting. It's not about the teams. It's about the numbers. What are they charging and does it make sense to buy? And it's not about this week, right? Now, if you're looking to put some pizza money on your favorite team, it, it does become about this week. You're looking to make 20, 50 bucks, whatever it is. But if you're looking to win consistently, these little half points add up. And uh, if you're looking to buy on to three, looking to buy on to seven, don't pay more than 15 cents. So right now on Bovada, if you want to take the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three and a half, you pay minus 110. If you want to buy a half point and get that to minus three, you now have to pay minus 135. Ryan, that to me is too expensive. I would take the three and a half. Definitely take the three and a half. Tyler, look, you make a great point. I think what I said was Mason Rudolph had a better second half. That's that's something to work off of, right? He wants to come. They're coming back to Pittsburgh, his first home start. Uh, the crowd's going to be energized. They need this win. This is a must win. You're right. They're making moves to get these players. I, I three and a half, man. Let's. I'm. I'm in. All right. Pittsburgh yep. becomes one of the bets at three and a half. And God, I'm just telling you what, man. That's that. That seems like the Bengals this year. I mean, they got off to a decent start. You talk about a team whose stats early on are not reflecting how bad this team is. I like selling. Look, here's the thing: is if you look into week seven, eight, nine, I believe. 
the the truth will be revealed about the Bengals. Now is where you want to sell low, believe it or not, on Cincinnati. So it's kind of a two for Ryan. We're getting Pittsburgh at their very lowest, and we're actually selling Cincinnati somewhat high. They're only going to get worse from this point on. I agree. Look, I was... I said I would like to bet Cincinnati early. Look what they did. They covered against Seattle first game of the season. So so I go, I like the value in the second week, and they, they get blown out against San Francisco. And then I lean to them again last week, and they cover. Yeah. And I think we're going to get value in this three-and-a-half line because of that. Because they had the lead, they blew the lead. Pittsburgh is, is going to come into this game highly motivated. All right, what else you got? That does it for my other games I wanted to add. You got a best bet? I got a best bet. All right, let's do it. Carolina at Houston. Houston laying four points. I love Houston in this spot. Look, Kyle Allen was a three-point downgrade from an unhealthy Cam Newton, in my opinion. He's the, the best pro about Kyle Allen is that he's more of a pure passer than Cam Newton is, right? Look, you, I, I believe you brought up a stat in, in the, one of the shows, Tyler, about Cam Newton, and uh, it was a pro football focus stat about uncatchable passes. Number one in the NFL. Number one in the NFL. Yeah. Not giving his receivers a chance. Well, Kyle Allen will be a much improved passer, but I still don't think that he's to Cam, Cam Newton's level and uh, getting points in that matter. Look, he threw for 26 attempts, 274 yards, and four touchdowns. Impressive numbers, yet he targeted only two players the entire game. To give you perspective, Mahomes had four receivers over five targets last week. Kyle Allen only had two. Arizona, who they played last week, is terrible against the pass. More specifically, against the tight end, where Greg Olson had success, Arizona gave up week one, six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Week two, eight catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Week three, to Greg Olson, they gave up six catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. So for all you fantasy players out there, I would stream a tight end against Arizona defense. But that's what I'm saying is that these stats, his performance is very skewed, and it's being too overvalued in this in this line here. Houston has the safeties to shut down Olsen. They have the pass rush to get pressure on a young, inexperienced quarterback. Houston is coming home after a come-from-behind win on the road against a quality opponent in the Chargers. They're a playoff team. This home crowd will be much more involved as opposed to a crowd in Arizona. Carolina is on back-to-back road games, and it's a much bigger test for, jo- for uh, Allen, Kyle Allen. This line is saying that Houston is one point better than Carolina. That's simply not true. Take the short line and backing the better team. I like this line up to minus six. Give me Houston. Okay. I unfortunately, given everything, I I slightly agree with you, but I'm going to push back in a few areas here. Okay. Here's the thing about Kyle Allen is... All right, first of all, actually, before I get into my piece, I want you to reiterate, give me a bullet point version, one sentence version of why you fade Kyle Allen. I'm fading him because we haven't we don't know enough about him to to say that he his performance last week okay. is warranted okay. into this line. That's enough. So, what I take from that is, well, we haven't seen it, therefore we're going to assume 
it's fool's gold, okay? What I think is going to happen here is a lot of people who follow the NFL, who have lost money on Cam Newton, are going to look at Kyle Allen and say, let's wait and see, right? Because they probably got burned on Newton. Oh, this guy's so good. Ah, I lost with them. Well, you'd have the same inclination. Oh, this guy's so good. Let's wait and see with, with, with the Panthers. Most other people are saying it's a fluke. He's a, he's a new guy. Just wait for other people to get film on him. I'm in a completely different camp. I'm like, no, this was a good quarterback in college. He's a good quarterback in the NFL. Until, until guys give me a sign they're going to suddenly drop off, I'm not one to... Ju- and you know me, I'm a pessimist, man. I, like, I don't give anyone the benefit of the doubt ever. But Kyle Allen has done nothing to make me go, oh, well, just wait a minute. He's going to suddenly throw for a 49 quarterback rating and 150 yards, if anything, Ryan. What's going to happen after this game is the narrative will be, holy shit, that Kyle Allen can play. Wow, Carolina is a brand new team with this quarterback. Here's what everyone's going to say. Here's the narrative. Well, they think it's a downgrade with Kyle Allen, but... Really? Who knows? I mean, you can't you can't tell how good Carolina's going to be. It, it, Would you Newton, say it's an upgrade with Kyle? I, I think it's a massive upgrade. A massive. I upgrade. think it's a it's well massive being two points or so. Upgrade. I, uh, upgrade. Cam Newton was hurt, couldn't throw the ball down the field. The worst passer in the National Football League, according to uncatchable passes. Look who we're putting him in, in the same category as. We're talking Joe Flacco, Kyle Allen, the rookies. Uh, Kyler Murray, we're putting Baker Mayfield in there, who everyone's shitting on right now. I mean, Eli Manning, the first couple weeks of the season. Eli Manning, right? He had more uncatchable passes than Eli Manning. So, yes, I think that Kyle Allen actually is going to be a pretty good quarterback. And if he keeps playing as good as he has so far, he's probably rated 14 to 18 in the NFL. That, to me, says this line is correct. That, to me, says they probably are maybe a point better. Or a point worse, I should say, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what this line is saying. A point worse on the road. Here's why it's not a play for me. It's because Houston is also underrated. I love Houston. And if I, so many times, and this is what happens just in the world of sports betting, you, you, you get teams who you're on or behind based on where the market is. And I'm on Houston right now. So I said all those positive things for Carolina. If Carolina's playing 18 other teams this week... I'm looking to lean Carolina, obviously, before you look at the price, so on and so forth. But this is just a bad matchup because I love Houston. So everyone is losing their shit way too quick about Kyle Allen. This guy is real. He's a player. He's going to surprise a lot of people. And don't be caught off guard. If on Monday morning, ESPN leads with, well, folks, looks like Kyle Allen might be the next Tom Brady. It's like, All right, well, they can pump the brakes because they're ESPN, but I could see him having a great game, winning on the road, and surprising the entire league when really all I'll be saying is, yeah, it's status quo. He looked pretty good last few games. Looks good now. And it's not like Houston. You were one of the people. You're right. You know, you're not like a Houston (laughs) fan. I was on Houston. You were. You were. I think they're going to win the AFC South. I thought that before the year. I think that now. But this is where you fade Houston, even though they're at home. What? What is their home field advantage? It's got to be 20 to 30. They don't have a great home field advantage in the NFL. I think it's it's big in this spot. I think that they're coming off like this team is coming off a a big win. They're at home. 
this is going to no, be a major man. test. This is going to be a major test you know, for Kyle. You know I the other thing. Fails. You know the other thing is is Vegas is also factoring in. Which how can you blame them? Their algorithms tell them to do so. The Panthers in the past, they're typing in their algorithm. What have the Panthers done? Their last ele- and I have the stat for you here. Their last eleven road games in the NFL in this spot. Well, they're three and eight against the spread. Ding! That goes into the algorithm. Well, folks, hello. That was the Cam Newton team. He'd lost eight in a row when he was quarterback. This is a brand new football team. Just like I talked about with the, with the, the Saints. Drew Brees walks out of that door. It's a different team. Well, folks, in the positive way, Cam Newton walks out that door. It's a different team. Give me Kyle Allen. You know what, Ryan? I've talked myself into it. Let's it's do a bet. it. It's a bet. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? I can't believe I'm taking this, but give me Carolina <laughs> plus four on the road. And here's the thing, too is we're recording this on Thursday night. If Carolina plus four was such a stupid bet, the syndicate money would already be moving this thing. I think right now it's staying where it is, and the fact that, oh, you and the Sharps, Ryan, Ryan and Vegas, all on Houston. Nope, I will take Carolina four and a half on the road. Whew, 20 bucks? 20 bucks. All right. This line closes towards six. All right. You done? Done. I love it, man. Nice job today. Good work. Good caps, good stuff. Hope everyone out there got a little something. Big week of football coming up. Now, uh, if you've been following the show last few days, we're doing specific days, obviously Friday, NFL preview. So tomorrow morning, I'll have my Saturday quick picks. Tune in early. Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to have those things out crack of dawn because I'm probably going to have soccer games both days. So tune in early tomorrow. Talk to you then on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.